Jayarata Matovo Kunja Bihari Rata Matovo Kunja Bihari Gopi Jan Balaba Girivaradari Gopi Jan Balaba Girivaradari Yashodanandana Prajjanaranjana Yashodanandana Prajjanaranjana Jamuna Tirda Vanachari Jamuna Tirda Vanochari Jayorata Motovo Kunja Bihari Jayorata Motovo Kunja Bihari Gopi Janabalaba Girivaradari Jaya Gopi Janabalaba Girivaradari Yashodanandana Vrshjanaranjana Yashodanandana Vrshjanaranjana Jamuna Tirda Vanachari Jamuna Tirda Vanachari 
Jamuna Tirda Vonochari Jayorata Motova Kunja Bihari Hey Radha Motova Kunja Bihari Jayom Vishnupad, Panamahamsa Parkraj, Jikacharya Shatavasata Shishimad, His Divine Grace, AC Bhakti Vedanta Swami, Shlapropadiki, Anantakoti Vaishnava Brindiki, Grantarashima Bhagavatam Ki, Nitaigo Premanandi, O Glories the Assembled Devotees, O Glories the Assembled Devotees, O Glories the Assembled Devotees, O Glories to Sri Guru. Narayanam namas kritya naram chevan narutamam devim sarasvatim vyasam tato jayamudirayat om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya So reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 24, sorry, Chapter 5, Chapter entitled, Prahlad, the Saintly Son of Hiranyakashipu. Text number 23 and 24. We'll just read 23. Sri Paraduvacha. Shravanam Kiritanam Vishnu Smaranam Pada Sevanam Achanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakyam Atmani Vedanam Sri Paradu Varcha Shravanam Kiritanam Vishnu Smaranam Padasevanam Achanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakyam Atma Nivedanam Sri Paradu Varcha Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaranam Padasevanam Archanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakyam Atmani Vedanam
strategies. Sri Paradavacha, Prahlad Maharaj said, Ashravanam, hearing, Kirtanam, chanting, Vishnu, of Lord Vishnu, not anyone else, Smaranam, remembering, Padasevanam, serving the feet, Archanam, offering worship. Uh, like Shodo, Sha, Parchara, the 16 kinds of paraphernalia. Vandanam, offering prayers. Dasyam, becoming the servant. Sakyam, becoming the best friend. Atmanivedanam, surrendering everything, whatever one has. Iti, thus. So, I need my glasses. Pumsa apita, offered by the devotee. Vishnu, unto Lord Vishnu, not anyone else. Bhakti, devotional service. Chet, if. Navalakshana, possessing nine different processes. Creator, one should perform. Bhagavati, unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Adha, directly or completely. Tat, that. Manye, I consider. Aditam, learning. Uttamam, topmost. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shla Prabhupada. Prahlad Maharaj said, hearing and chanting about the transcendental holy name, form, qualities, paraphernalia and pastimes of Lord Vishnu, remembering them. Serving the lotus feet of the Lord, offering the Lord respectful worship with 16 types of paraphernalia. Offering prayers to the Lord, becoming his servant, considering the Lord one's best friend, and surrendering everything unto him, in other words, serving him with the body, mind, and words. These nine processes are accepted as pure devotional service. One who has de dedicated his life to the service of Krishna through these nine methods should be understood to be the most learned person, for he has acquired complete knowledge. So as far as I understand, we're up to number nine. Is that correct? Okay.
So that's where we start. So uh, that's on page 261. So we'll read, this is the final anga of the nine angas of bhakti. Atma Nivedanam. The word Atma Nivedanam refers to the stage at which one who has no motive other than to serve the Lord surrenders everything to the Lord and performs his activities only to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Such a devotee is like a cow that is cared for by its master. When cared for by its master, a cow is not in anxiety over its maintenance. Such a cow is always devoted to its master and it never acts independently, but only for the master's benefit. Some devotees, therefore, consider dedication to the body of the Lord to be Atma Nivedanam and as stated in the book known as Bhakti Viveka, sometimes dedication of the soul to the Lord is called Atma Nivedanam. The best examples of Atma Nivedanam are found in Bali Maharaj and Ambarish Maharaj. Atma Nivedanam is also sometimes found in the behavior of Rukmini Devi at Dwaraka. Amagyan Timadandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Jena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swa Padantikam Vansha Kaupata Rubyascha Kripa Sindubya Evacha Petitanam Pavane Bio Vaishnave Bionamonamaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nichananda Shri Advaita Gadatha Shri Vasadi Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Ram Rama Hare Hare So this verse uh, <clears throat> is one of the most famous verses, probably in the whole Srimad Bhagavatam. And the purport, I think, it's the longest purport uh, in the Bhagavatam. So it's very significant. Uh, what's that? 12 pages. 12 pages, yeah. So it's the longest. The first, uh, first verse in the Bhagavatam, Prabhupada has a very long purport, but it's only 14 paragraphs. And I haven't counted here, but I think it's longer. I think this is, I think this is the longest from memory of, the, uh, of all the purports. Prabhupada breaks down each of the angas of bhakti, you know, brings them into uh, analysis, each anga individually. So, uh, today is a very auspicious day because it is a kodashi. So to study uh, something like this on Akadashi is very auspicious. Actually, Akadashi is said to be the mother of devotion. Uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur states, uh, certain days are considered to give Krishna bhakti. And Akadashi is one of those days. So devotees generally, they increase their hearing and chanting on Akadashi. Because if you do more hearing and chanting on Akadashi, then you get extra purification. Because it's a very powerful day. It's a mother of devotion, like a seed of devotion. And it will reinvigorate your bhakti. 
sometimes our bhakti wanes or we feel a little bit uh, dejected or a little bit unenthusiastic. So if you're feeling unenthusiastic in devotional service, then by practicing devotional service on days like Ekadashi and doing extra hearing and chanting, you'll feel reinvigorated. It'll come back. Uh, also days like uh, Jamashtami and Radhashtami and all these festival days also. If you observe them nicely, you'll feel good. However, today is also Sankranti. Uh, Sankranti means uh, changing of the signs. Uh, then the sun is moving from Aries to Taurus today. So it is considered inauspicious. So it means you don't start anything big today. Hmm? And it's also Ekadashi. Ekadashi is not generally a day that you'll do uh, lasting activities on, like that. So this is the nature of the material world. Krishna says, It's always full of happiness and distress. You know, there's, there's duality there. So today is auspicious and it's also inauspicious. But for a devotee, it's only auspicious. Uh, why is it auspicious for a devotee? Because we're devotees. So everything's auspicious. <laughs> uh, what do we have to worry about? Uh, Prabhupada would often say, what is the problem? <laughs> because there aren't any problems. If you're a devotee, there's no problems. There are problems, but there aren't problems. Uh, does it make sense? Uh, this is called achintya shakti, inconceivable. Uh, it, is, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. Uh, that is achintya. Uh, so this is achintya shakti. Uh, that for a devotee, we can be in the middle of duality, there's difficulty, but at the same time, we're happy. Uh, so, uh, these nine processes of, of bhakti, as we were discussing previously, uh, they, uh, the first one, mm, Shravanam and then Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaran, and Bhakti Vinotakur says, these three are the essence of bhakti. Uh, Shravanam and Kirtanam and Smaranam. Because what is the goal of Krishna consciousness? Always remember Krishna, never forget him. So that is the third item. Always remember Krishna, Smaranam, Vishnu Smaranam. That's the goal. Everything we do is just for that one purpose. Right? Everything we do as devotees is simply for that one purpose, to always remember Krishna. Right? If we are doing our service and we're not getting to that goal, then something is wrong. It means we're not doing our service properly because we should be always remembering Krishna. Our remembrance, our smaranam, or remembrance of Krishna should be increasing all the time. So that is called Vishnu smaranam. So these three, first three items are very important. And then you have uh, the others, uh, the other six items. And uh, as we were, we were describing, these nine items of bhakti, which are very important. It's such an important verse and Prabhupada has given a very elaborate purport on this verse. These nine are expanded by Rupa Goswami into 64 items of bhakti in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Uh, so those 64 come from these nine. They are elaborated. Now if you look at the list of 64, which is in chapter 6 of the Nectar of Devotion, uh, what do most of the items, the 64 items, what do they pertain to? Which of these nine items of bhakti? Most of them are contained within one of those. Most of them. You know, they're all spread out through them. But which one has most of the items, the 64 items? Archana. Yeah, Archana. Yeah. 
Archanam. Archanam means? Deity worship. You have to worship the deity. Uh, uh, Rishikena, Rishikesha, Sevanam Bhakti Uchite. Because devotional service, and actually if you look in the Sanskrit of this verse, uh, the second half, verse 24, the word Kriyo is there. Kriya. Uh, so we have, where is it? Kriyete. Kriyeta. Yeah. So the word Kriya. Uh, so we have this uh, word Bhajana, Kriya, which is the third, when Rupa Goswami uh, defines Bhakti in nine levels, it's not actually coming from Rupa Goswami, it's coming from the Bhagavatam itself, but Rupa Goswami breaks it down for us. So the third uh, item is uh, Bhajana Kriya. First of all, there is Shraddha. Uh, Shraddha is the essence of spiritual life, right? Why do we come here this morning? Why are you all here? To hear, yeah, to hear. We came here to hear. Why do we come to hear here? Right, because we have faith, we have Shraddha. Otherwise you would have gone somewhere else. People are talking all over the place. Or you would have turned on the radio, or you would have turned on, you know, the internet, uh, YouTube. You can listen, so many things are on YouTube. Like this is on YouTube. But there's so many things on YouTube. Why is your faith to listen to this? To listen to Krishna Kata? Bhagavakata, why do you why do you come here? That's Shraddha, that's faith. Spiritual life, the essence of spiritual life is faith, it is Shraddha. And when we understand who is a more advanced devotee and who is a less advanced devotee, it's all based on Shraddha. Who has more faith? Whoever has more faith, they're more advanced. Spiritual life just means your faith is growing, that's all. That is the seed of bhakti. And then who is the most advanced person? Who is the most advanced person in ISKCON? Right? Prabhupada. Prabhupada is the most advanced. Right? He's the most advanced person in ISKCON. Why? Because he has the most faith in Krishna. Right? Unflinching faith in Krishna. Our faith maybe is mixed, uh, but Prabhupada's is not mixed. It is complete. It is full. That is called prema. So first of all you have Shraddha, and then you have Sadhu Sangha. Right? Uh, sadhu Sangha means you have faith, I should associate with sadhus. People who don't like asso associating with sadhus or devotees, that means there's something wrong with their faith. Uh, I want to keep away with, from the devotees. That means there's something wrong. Uh, there's something wrong with your faith, it's mixed. Because if you have good faith, healthy faith and pure faith, you want to be with the devotees. That's called Sadhu Sangha. And then the third item is called Bhajana Kriya. Because when you associate with the devotees, what do they do to you? Uh, they say, would you like to do some service? Uh, that is called Bhajana Kriya. So that word Kriya, what does Kriya mean? Kriya. Uh, force. It means force. Kriya. Force. Bhajana Kriya. The devotees, they give you, some, they give you a nudge. Uh, Srila Prabhupada said this is a pushing movement. Uh, there's some Kriya. Uh, if you hear, there's a very nice, uh, uh, one of my members of my God family, they took all of the, uh, from all the lectures my Guru Maharaj, Tamal Krishna Maharaj gave, 
they took all of the parts of the lectures where he's just speaking about Prabhupada, about his interactions with Prabhupada. And it goes for about six hours, very relishable. And he speaks a lot about when Prabhupada first arrived in India uh, in uh, 1970, and he took them. You know, he, he took the first 40 or so disciples. And you hear about the pastime uh, with Prabhupada being in India with them, and there was a lot of pushing. <laughs> Prabhupada was just pushing them continuously. Okay, now tomorrow we're going to the next city. And then the next day we're going to, and we're just continuously, and they were just like flowing along with Prabhupada with his momentum. Even one time Prabhupada, they're on a train, because back then they used to go on trains, they didn't use planes. You know, they just used the, the trains everywhere. One time actually Tamal Krishnamara's Prabhupada called him, he said, come to Mumbai. And he was there the next day. And then Prabhupada said, how did you get here so quickly? And he said, I got the plane, Prabhupada. He said, that is not good. He said, now everyone will do it. Uh, Prabhupada was always going on the, the trains around India. So uh, one time they were on a train, there's a large group of devotees and they went through Delhi and they were just stopping there. You know, the train stops for half an hour or something and then they keep going to wherever they're going. So they got there and Prabhupada looks at four of the devotees, he said, get off and start a temple. So everyone got off the train, the four of them, <laughs> with their bags, whatever they had. I think Prabhupada gave them some money. He said, start a temple, and the train kept going. Uh, pushing movement. This is called Kriya. Kriya means force. It means momentum. Uh, bhajana Kriya. Uh, the devotees, devotees give you some force or some momentum. You know, they give you some uh, momentum in your devotional service. Uh, just like, you know, you might have experienced when you're swimming, you know, if you're swimming and then when we used to be at school, we used to swim in the competitions. And if you knew there was a very strong swimmer in the lane next to you, you would move across close to his lane because his momentum would pull you along and it'd make you easier for you. Or sometimes you're on a bike and a truck goes past, right? And then you get in the tailwind and you... So that's bhajana kriya. That means the devotees will give you some momentum. Right? And that will help you go uh, further in your devotional service. So in this verse, it's mentioned uh, bhajana kriya. Uh, bhajana kriya means uh, to give some momentum. So in devotional service, we need to use our senses in Krishna's service. Because uh, Prabhupada points out it's very difficult for devotees to just chant all day long, like Haridas Thakur. How, how long was he chanting every day? You know, most of the day. 192 rounds. How long would it take you to chant 192 rounds? All right, hands up if you could chant 192 rounds. Hands up if you've ever chanted 192 rounds. Three lakhs. Right? I've never chanted that many. I think the most I've ever chanted was you know, 80 or 120 or something, I, don't, I can't remember, but very, very rare. You know, I couldn't do it on a, on a daily basis. Uh, because our senses need engagement in service. So therefore, when Rupa Goswami gives 64 items of bhakti, when he gives those 64, then uh, most of them pertain to deity worship. Uh, 
because we need to engage our senses in devotional service. So what are some of the items that he gives in relationship to deity worship? If you look at those 64 items of bhakti. Yeah, circumambulating. Yep. Yep. You have to go around. Right? Around. It's like you go to Mayapur, or if you go to Brindavan, there's a Parakram Marga around the deities. It's all auspicious to go around the, the deities. That's one way. Right? Ring the bell as you enter the temple. Yeah, call out the name. Ring the bell. That's important. That's important. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Why would you ring the bell as you're leaving? People do it all the time. You see people come in all the time. They ring the bell as they're leaving. Right? But it's the equivalent of ringing someone's doorbell when you're leaving their house. You're walking out and you press the doorbell. I'm going now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me. Ding. <laughs> you can do it. That's okay. You can do it. But it's not normal. Right? And when you leave the temple, people don't understand, that's the point. And Prabhupada actually said we have to educate them. Prabhupada said that. One time in Bhaktivedanta Mana, uh, one devotee was doing the arati. And Prabhupada came in while he was doing the arati. And there was a guest in the temple room. And the guest was offering obeisances, but offering the wrong way. I'm not sure which direct, but some, something was incorrect. And then the Pujari turned around and looked, and Prabhupada was there. He came in. And Prabhupada said to the Pujari, he said, you should teach him. And he was doing the arti at the time. Prabhupada said, you should teach him. You know, you should stop and you should say, Prabhu, don't offer obeisances that way. Offer it, offer it this way. Right? So we need to educate people. You know, if you see someone ringing the bell, you say, you know, Prabhu, uh, we actually only ring on the way in. And just explain to them, you know, the doorbell example. It makes sense and then they won't do it anymore. Or when people come and sometimes they offer obeisances a particular way, you can say to them, you know, Prabhu, we don't do like that. You know, and if you offer your obeisances with your feet that way, you're pointing towards Prabhupada, right, which is incorrect etiquette. You know, you don't put your feet towards the deities or Prabhupada or your back, for example. So, you know, you turn on the, the correct way. So these 64 angas of bhakti are there. Now, why do we have these 64 angas of bhakti? Because they engage our senses in devotional service. Now, because we need engagement. Otherwise, we can't hear and chant all day long. Kanambakanan Swami, he said, you know, Maharaj passed away recently. He said that uh, he was very determined to take sannyas. Right? Very determined. And he took sannyas, which is remarkable. If you look at his life, it's remarkable, actually, that he, he took sannyas. Not an easy thing to do. If coming from Grihasta ashram to sannyas ashram, it's not an easy thing to do. It's, it's very, you have to be very determined, you know, very special personality. So he did that. He left one ashram went to the other. And he said he was very determined to do it because he thought, then I'll have so much time to hear and chant about Krishna. So then he took sannyas, and then he said his realization was, oh my God, I've got so much time to hear and chant about Krishna. Now, can I actually do it? You know, now, now that's all I have to do. Uh, and then he said that he took sannyas at Bhaktivedanta Manor, and then the next day uh, he walked out of the in front of the and he had his danda and a small bag, and one devotee pulled a, up in a car, 
And they said, Maharaj, you want to come, come with us? And Maharaj said, where are you going? And they said, Croatia. And Maharaj said, okay. So he jumped in the car and he went to Croatia to preach because he needed engagement for his senses. You know, just to sit and hear and chant all, the, all day, it's not easy, even for a sannyasi. You know, sannyasa is a sadhana, right? It's not easy to do that all the time. So you need to engage your senses. So Prabhupada said, I am creating all of these big, big projects just to keep you all engaged. Yeah? That's why Prabhupada was Prabhupada, right? He had this vision of a worldwide organization and temples and so many things, gurukuls, temples, farms, restaurants, you know, so many different projects just to keep us engaged. So our senses can be engaged. So this is what the 64 items of bhakti are for. Most of them are coming from archana, which means engagement in deity worship. Everything we're doing on a daily basis, you can think, we're meant to think, it is for the pleasure of the deities. In that way, it is indirectly, it's archana. Right? Everything you're doing. Like if I'm at the farm, like last week, I was telling the devotees, six of our bulls escaped. Right? And Mani Griva Prabhu was away. He normally looks after the bulls. He wasn't there. And then you know, someone rang on the phone. And they said, oh, your bull is on the road. So I had to get in the car, drive up to the road, <laughs> find the giri. It was you know, up there. Yeah, it was giri. <laughs> you know, if you had to pick one to... <laughs> the, others were, the other five were easy to deal with. But giri, I had to chase him for one kilometer <laughs> into the forest. One kilometer, we're going in, it's getting dark. We're going in further and further, and I, I said to him, come on, just cooperate. <laughs> I said, turn around, I said, what are you doing? And he kept going. <laughs> I said, come on, you know, I had a stick, like that. I was trying to get in front of him, and I couldn't get in front of him. And then finally, he got into a place where the bracken was like this high, and I, I couldn't keep up with him. He was just pushing through, and I couldn't. I said, okay. I knew he was going to come back. That wasn't the problem. I was just worried that he was going to go across the road. And that's dangerous, you know, because people come around 100 kilometers an hour and then suddenly there's a bull and it's getting dark. It's very dangerous. So, <coughs> so I said, okay, I had to leave it to Krishna. And the next morning he was there. You know, we, got, we woke up in the morning and he was back. I knew he'd come back, but I was just worried that, you know, he had to get across the road. So then, uh, that's our, in one sense, that's Archana. You know, because these, these cows, they belong to Radha Balaba. They're Radha Balaba's cows. So my senses, you know, while my legs uh, and my hand carrying a stick is being used in the service of the deity because you're looking after the deity's cows. That's how we have to think. So in this way, the 64 Angas of Bhakti, they engage our senses in Krishna's service. Everything we do, Rishikena, Rishikesha, Sevanam Bhakti Uchite. Devotional service means all your senses have to be used in the service of the master of the senses. That's devotional service, that's bhakti. So these 64 items of bhakti, which are coming from these nine, primarily they deal with archana. Now, the final one, uh, which we're reading uh, today, is atma nivedanam, which is, it's very, it's very beautiful, uh, anger of bhakti, atma nivedanam. Atma means your soul. You give your soul to Krishna. What is the best give you can give Krishna? Your soul. There's nothing else. There's nothing better. Uh, there are, sometimes it's described there are four things you can give to Krishna. Uh, one is your words, 
One is your money, one is your intelligence, and then one is your soul. So these are different levels of surrender. You can give to Krishna, these four. So first of all, we say we're doing book distribution. Say we're out on the street and we give someone a book, right, which is an anger of bhakti. Right? It's shravanam and kirtanam. Right? We're kirtanam, we're speaking about the glories of the book and we're trying to engage the person in shravanam, hearing. Like that. So then we give someone a book and then the person glorifies the book. They said, oh, it looks very nice. Uh, that's, that they're using their words in Krishna's service. So they get purified by using their words. But more surrendered than using your words, more than saying this is very nice, is giving your money. Right? That's more surrender. So we give someone the book. They say it's very nice. And then we say, oh, you like it? Would you mind giving me a donation uh, to pay for the book? And they say, okay, that's more surrender. They give you their money. But then more surrender is to give your intelligence, means to read the book. Then you go home and you read it. You know, some people, they get the books and they just leave them on the shelves. Or some devotees, they buy a whole set of Srimad Bhagavatam and it just sits on the, the shelf for 20 years, you know, which you can do. You can put it in your house, it purifies your house, but it's better if you read it. One time I was at a, uh, a program with Injadumna Swami. He was in Torquay many years ago. He did a one of his programs there with his, his group. So my brother came, uh, my younger brother Courtney, and he, he's not a devotee, he's not like practicing, uh, but he brought a book of Maharaj, a Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto uh, one, and Maharaj signed it for him, and I was standing next to him. And then I said to Maharaj, any instructions, Maharaj, to him? You know, because he, he brought the book and Maharaj signed it and he gave it to him. Maharaj looked at him and he said, read it. <laughs> I don't think he ever has, but, you know. <laughs> but that's more, more surrender. You give your intelligence. You read the philosophy, you hear the philosophy. That's why Prabhupada said, we have to come to class every day. Uh, Prabhupada said, you have to come to Bhagavatam class every day. One time Prabhupada was in Mumbai, in Juhu, and Prabhupada was giving morning class. And the devotees weren't there. A lot of devotees weren't there. And after class, Prabhupada said, where is everyone? And uh, uh, someone said to Prabhupada, they were cleaning your room, Prabhupada, cleaning your quarters up in the towers in Juhu. Prabhupada said, we can pay people to do that. And he said, we can't pay people to hear Srimad Bhagavatam. Tell them to come. Uh, this is the, actually, this is the main service to Guru. Uh, all the services you render your spiritual master, the, the principal service is hearing Bhagavatam from him. That's first. Everything else is secondary. Every, everything else extends from that. Uh, so we have to hear uh, nicely. Because when you hear, then you become enthused in devotional service. Uh, so that is giving your intelligence. Uh, so we give our intelligence, we hear. But then you can give your words, you can give your money, you can give your intelligence, but what is the most surrender? You give your soul, Atmanivedanam. Krishna, I am yours. So we, we distribute a book to someone. They say, that, that's nice. They give us a donation. They go home. They read it. But then they come to the temple and say, can I please join? Can I move in? Can I surrender? 
right? Give my soul to Krishna. Right? That, is the, that is the highest commitment. So this is called Atma Nivedanam. You give everything to Krishna. Huh? Why should we give everything to Krishna? Be, yeah, very good, because it belongs to him. Yeah. Why else should we give everything to Krishna? Because he's going to take it all anyway. <laughs> so devotional service means there's only two options, the easy way and the hard way. Right? We've been practicing for a number of years now, right? And we've learned there are two ways to do it, the easy way and the hard way. Right? We've all experienced it. We've done it the easy way, we've done it the hard way. The hard way is, Krishna, I don't really want to do it, and I'm trying to get out of it, and I'm trying to avoid it. And Krishna says, well, that's okay, but I'm going to take it all anyway. Right? So then the other way is the easy way, where you say, Krishna, you're going to take it all anyway, so I'll just do it. You know, Because they're, they're the two options. <coughs> and then when you become more purified and more advanced, you say to Krishna, I want to do it. I can't wait to do it. That's all I want to do. All I want to do is serve you. Just give me service. What, what was Prabhupada's, uh, the most sim simple definition Prabhupada gave of the Maha Mantra? What was Prabhupada's definition of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra? Yeah, Chan, that, that's the motto. Uh, but what was Prabhupada's definition of the mantra? Yeah. Oh my Lord, O oh, energy of the Lord, please engage me in your service. Right? That's the most simple definition of the Maha Mantra. So what is our main anger of bhakti in, in ISKCON? You chant the Maha Mantra. You take a vow, 16 rounds every day, minimum. So you spend two hours every day saying, O oh Lord, O oh energy of the Lord, please engage me in your service. O oh Lord, O oh energy of the Lord, please engage me in your service. O oh Lord, O oh energy of the Lord. You know, it's better we do it in Sanskrit because it, it's a little quicker. Imagine all day you just had to say, Oh Lord, oh energy of the Lord, please engage me. It's easier saying it in Sanskrit, right? But that's what we're saying. So then you, you spend two hours chanting, you finish your rounds, and someone comes up and says, Prabhu, can you please do some service? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Oh, Prabhuji, I'm very busy today. No, it doesn't make sense, does it? No. So you're better off just saying yes. No, because Krishna's going to take everything anyway, eventually. Eventually he's going to say, I'm going to take everything. You're my devotee, you're going to serve me all, all the time, eternally. So please, just cooperate. Actually, Prabhupada says in the Ishopanishad, Prabhupada writes, Krishna wants our cooperation. That's all he wants. He's not there to exploit us. Right? He's not there to overrule us or dominate us. He just wants cooperation. I'm the Supreme Lord, you're my servant, just please serve me. If you do that, we'll both be happy. You'll be happy because you're serving me, I'll be happy because that's your constitutional position and then everything will work nicely. So this is Atmani Vedanam. So Prabhupada gives a couple of examples in the, uh, actually he gives a nice example of the cow. Uh, such a devotee is like a cow that is cared for by its master. Because Krishna has many qualities. Just like when you read uh, Nectar of Devotion, there are 64 qualities of Krishna. But of all of Krishna's qualities, his wonderful qualities, what quality is the most uh, prominent? And which one is the supreme quality? Bhaktavatsala. 
Bhaktivat Sala means? He treats his devotees like a cow treats a calf. Vatsala, vatsa. Now, vatsa means calf. Just like if you come to the farm, you can see we have two nice calves, uh, Dharma and Gita Govinda. Beautiful calves. So you see the affection that the mother gives to the, uh, to the calf. That's how Krishna is with his devotees. Bhakta Vatsala. He treats us like the cow treats the calf. That's his most wonderful quality. So then Prabhupada gives a, a couple of examples of devotees who personify Atmanivedanam because each Anga has a devotee or several devotees who personify. Who is Shravanam? Shravanam. Parikshit. Kirtanam. Sugadev. Smaranam. Prahlad Maharaj. Yeah. Uh, Padasevanam. Lakshmi. Uh, Archanam. Who? Preacher. Okay. Uh, then, uh, where are we up to? Vandanam. Akrura, very good. Then, Dasham, Hanuman, Sakyam, Arjuna, Atmanivedanam, Bali Maharaj. Yeah. Bali Maharaj is a very powerful uh, pastime because he gave everything to Krishna. Krishna was going to take everything anyway. He actually took everything. Uh, so that, that's the point in bhakti. We have to learn this point. This is what the Bhagavatam is teaching us. Krishna's going to take it all anyway, so better you just surrender. Right? What did he do to Bali Maharaj? Uh, he said, have three steps. He said, no problem. Two steps, he took everything. And then he said, where do you want the third? Uh, just put it on my head. That is pure, pure devotional service. What did Shukracharya say? Shukracharya said, no, that's not very good. <laughs> uh, Sometimes people say like that. Sometimes people say like that. Oh, that's not very good. Don't do it. My mother said that to me. I came home uh, in 1989. I walked into my mother's house. I was living with her. I was only nine, 19. And I said, Mom, guess what? She said, what? I said, I'm going to become a Hare Krishna. She said, no. <laughs> she was not happy. <laughs> I said, no, don't do this to your mother. She said, don't do this. She actually said to me, she said, I'll buy you a ticket right now to anywhere in the world if you don't do this. She said that. I'll buy you a ticket. You go anywhere you want. I'll go, just go. Go and have a holiday. Go and enjoy your life. She said, don't do this. I said, you can do this when you're older. I said, no, I'm going to do this now. Maya is going to test all of us. Maya will test all of us. She tests us every day. Are you going to choose Krishna or are you going to choose Maya? All of us will get tested. So Atma Nivedanam means you have to surrender everything. Bali Maharaj, right? He surrendered everything, gave everything, and he didn't mind. Shukrachari is saying that's not very good, but he didn't mind. He said, no, I'm happy. I'll give everything. That's, that's what we have to cultivate, that mood in devotional service. Give everything to Krishna. Uh, if you don't give everything, Krishna will take it all anyway. Uh, that's up to you. 
The other example he gives is Ambarish Maharaj. Same thing. Ambarish Maharaj, beautiful pastime, where he gives everything to Krishna. And then Prabhupada says at the end, and sometimes it's found in the behavior of Rukmini Devi in Dwaraka. It's actually, it's in every devotee. Rukmini was fanning Krishna. And then what did Krishna say to her? In the Krishna book or the 10th canto. He's fanning Krishna. Krishna said, why did you marry me? <laughs> He's he said, what do you mean? He said, why didn't you marry Shishapal? She's, she's fanning him. He said, what do you mean? He said, Shishapal's much better than me. He's much more powerful Chatriya. He's much more qualified. Why, why did you marry me? And she couldn't believe it. Right? She was in so much pain just by these words that it set her uh, immediately, she became emaciated. Right? Just on the spot. She had so much love for Krishna that everything just began to fade away. Her life began to fade away because she gave her life to Krishna. Everything is for Krishna. And Krishna in the end, he says, I'm just joking. It's okay. I'm just joking. What would happen if Krishna did that to Satchabama? <laughs> Big problem. <laughs> uh, that's why he did it to Rukmini. <laughs> he did to Satchabama, different Leela. Right? She was like, what do you mean? Why you speak like this? Huh? Because who is such a Bama? She's expansion of Radha. Right? Who is uh, Rukmini? She's expansion of Chandravali. A different mood. Right wing, left wing. Very different mood. So that, that is the difference in the pastimes. So Prabhupada says that she's an example of Atmanivedanam. Every devotee is an example, but these devotees are very powerful. So we have to cultivate these nine types of bhakti. And the last one is Atmanivedanam. You have to give everything to Krishna. That's the teaching of the Srimad Bhagavatam. So stop here. We'll see if there's any questions or comments on anything we discussed. Hare Krishna. Uh, uh, I like your motivation by Prabhupada as he did to Amrish Ford. You have to make TOV, Temple of Vedic Planetarium. That is the biggest thing, just in one sentence. And he is doing it so nicely. Thank you very much. Thank you. Please come again. Any other questions? Comments? Hare Krishna Prabhuji, thank you for the nice class. Prabhuji, you said that Krishna will take all of our things anyways. Um, so if I have a sincere desire to give Krishna everything, will I get pure bhakti immediately or will I still have to purify myself of all the anarthas and then he'll accept us? Yeah, it means <clears throat> Krishna will see your consciousness. So you can give him everything, but then in your heart, are you happy that you gave him everything? You might give him everything. So like tomorrow you might come to the temple and you might get all of your toys and you might bring them here in a big bag and you put them in front of Radha Balabha on the island and say, everything is for you. 
I give you everything. But then you go back home and you think, oh, actually, I wish I didn't give that toy because now I want to play with it and like that. So you might say, or you might even do it, sometimes we try to renounce too quickly or too much. And we say, I give everything to Krishna. But then later on we think, oh, no, actually, I feel bad now. When Prabhupada gave sannyas to uh, Satsarup Maharaj and Hridayananda Maharaj, uh, it would have been like 1972 or something like that, very early in our movement. When he gave them sannyas, Prabhupada said to them, you cannot think anymore, like in the future, you cannot think, oh, I wish I did not leave my beautiful wife, or I left such a beautiful wife, I've left so much for Krishna. Sannyas means you've cut it all, you've given it all away, and now you're just surrendering to Krishna. So we have to be very careful that we don't try to surrender too much or beyond our actual means. Sometimes we might do that. We might try to over-surrender, but we're not really ready for it. So better in bhakti that we follow the gradual process, just gradually surrender things more and more to Krishna. And then you'll feel that when you do it, then you're happy in your heart that, yeah, I gave it to Krishna, I gave everything to Krishna, but I'm happy, I'm peaceful. Does it make sense? Okay. Thank you, Prabhupada. Okay, good question. Any other questions? Um, one concept of being fully is sort of being fully engaged in service and if you're fortunate you get lots of service when you're thinking like that you're chanting oh my dear Lord Krishna please engage me in your service and we, you get a lot of service and um, actually it's encouraged to be fully engaged in service and sometimes you have so much service that you know you can't decide which is the most important thing to do you know if you have like you get in a situation we have too many things to do and you can't decide which is the most important one and um, you may not do anything or may forget to chant your rounds or something. And I remember reading some story about Tamil Krishna Maharaj that he had like really big projects, heaps and heaps of service and then Prabhupada gave him even some other big project to do and apparently he said, I'm, he thought somehow I'm not going to be able to do all this. He even started crying because he couldn't, figured he couldn't really do all these things and then Prabhupada said, this is good because you're so fully engaged in service there's no room for Maya to get in. But I find myself that if I have too many things to do, I get bewildered and can't decide which one to do and maybe sometimes don't do anything or, or forget to change your rounds or something. So, ha you know, like if you have too much to do, you get bewildered sometimes and be even get into Maya because you don't know which one to do and um, you don't even chant or something. Yeah, that's why Prabhupada's system was that you work under authority. Then you don't have to get into this situation. You just come to your authority and you say, what should I do? And they say, do this. And then you say, okay, and you go and do it. And then you don't have that dilemma. <laughs> so Prabhupada's system was that we always work under authority. That's, that's his concept. Even when Prabhupada was on the planet, everyone was working under the authorities. Right? People, no one was independent. Right? So if you get into that situation, you can't work it out. You just go to one of, the, one of your authorities and say, what shall I do? I'll say, do this. Right? Then you can go to bed peacefully at night. Otherwise, you waste so much time just, you know, in your, in your mind. You don't have to worry about that. Devotees say, do this, do that, that's it. End of story. Okay. Hare Krishna. Just remember Any? when I first joined, like, uh, you'd be walking around the temple in the morning chanting your rounds, and the temple commander would come and say, oh, can you do this service? Like, and you'd say, oh, yes, yes, I've got service. That's great, you know. And 
the end of the day, you, oh, I only chanted four rounds. I was doing that. Yeah, that, that means the authority is not very good. Because if the authority is giving you so much service, you don't have time. The authority should come to you and say, have you chanted your rounds? Right? Or the authority should say, you know, it, work it out. You, you say, they say, oh, I want you to do some service now during Japa time because it's some emergency or something. So, okay, you would do that. But then the authority should say, okay, but later on in the day, we'll give you a couple of hours free. Otherwise, it's not very good management either. So, yeah, that means the person's not managing very well also. Yeah, it's easy to say a devotee in the middle of, middle of Japa, you know, oh, Prabhu, come and do this service, but then are you going to give them time later in the day? They can actually finish their, their rounds. So, you know, we have to consider these things. Any other questions? Okay, Srila Prabhupada Ki.